What's up, guys? You're here with O'Neill Ops, and this is the Predator Hunter Podcast. This is the place where we break it down, where we go into detail with the equipment that we use and how we use that equipment application specific. This has been a long time, man. Too long to, too long to try to get and memorize the rhythm for podcasts, intros, everything, because we haven't done a podcast like this for probably five, four, three, four, five, six months. Yeah, four, four for sure at least. So what we have is uh, a podcast with a company that we're relatively new working with. We have used their equipment for about, I'm going to say close to eight months now. And usually that's how it goes with us without getting into too much crazy detail. We don't just plug a company until we actually have some legit legitimacy behind using the product. And uh, before we introduce our guest, we're go, I'm going to kind of go into a little bit of detail real quick on my first experience and the particular product that it was. The, the company and the product is Desert Tech. The particular rifle is the SRS M2. And uh, Jeff knows a lot more detailed specs on this rifle than, than I do, but I just kind of want to briefly touch base on my initial impressions of the rifle. And this is the exact same uh, verbal expression that I'm going to be giving on the, the YouTube video review of this rifle. This whole podcast is, is essentially a precursor. It's just an introduction. It's just a kind of an interest getter uh, and a, you know, ramping up the adrenaline for the YouTube video that we have produced for you guys on this rifle. Anyway, the first impression that I had of this was the precision aspect, not, not the accuracy, but the ability for this rifle to shoot bug knots. It was Keith, John and I, when we first got it and I will, as I said, in the YouTube video, the, the barrel that I had was a custom 22250. And it was chambered for a 2.410 case overall length. Throwed it specifically for the 50 grain VMAX because we wanted to use this platform in the realm of what we do, which is killing coyotes. That's what we wanted to initially use this rifle for. So what we did was we we were we had the mindset of of uh, developing a load. That's what we always do with a custom rifle. Is we go back to that we go to the drawing board before we even start, and we start reloading for it. And, and gradually try to make that rifle perform, optimize the precision of that rifle, make it shoot better than it would without factory ammo. With factory ammo. Yeah, better than it would with factory ammo. Sorry. Well, we went and we gassed up the loads and Keith shot, a, John shot the first group, then Keith shot another group, and then I shot another group. Unbelievable. They were all, John, I think we probably have all of them. Mine is right there. My last one for that we shot on the YouTube video review, probably the tightest group that I've ever shot. But Keith's was subquarter, John's was subquarter, and mine is easily subquarter. You can't hardly see the, the the holes tear from each bullet going through it. That is a huge uh, deal to us because if a rifle's capable of that, then we know we can. I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't within our within our reach, with our capabilities, you know, certain variables. And that's with the first load we worked up. Yeah, that we didn't even mess with it. That was it. That was it. Said and done. We seeded it. We, we dumped some Varget at a kind of a... a Generic. A, 
Well, it's kind of our, our go-to kind of go-to charge. Yeah. And then we seeded a bullet, nothing crazy what the overall length was for, and, and it shot. I mean, it was, it was said and done. It was, it was good. But uh, that was my initial impression of, of the, the, the precision that it had. Not, that, that on, honestly, to me, when a rifle is, is that precise, it's, it's a selling point. It, I'm, I'm sold on it because a, an inaccurate rifle is, is not interesting. You just, you get, you don't, there's, there's no room for them. We don't have any room for them. If they don't shoot, fucking, that's. Well, they get put away and never used again. Or so they just get gone. Sent back. <laughs> Coon clubs. Anyway, uh, then, then, so what we did was my, my, my mindset real quick without getting too far off subject was, uh, to, to develop a load with a day optic. So we had the loophole Mark five, seven to 35 power on it. And what, what, what I do is try to develop a load with the rifle. And then once that load is developed, take the day optic off and throw a thermal on, because now we know that the rifle shoots with the applied load, now we can transition it to the night game with a thermal and it's still going to shoot. We just have to re-zero it with the thermal on it. So that's what we did. So I put the IRA Alpha on it and killed a few coyotes with it. And once again, my initial impressions of the platform in the field was, to be honest, the weight distribution. How the weight was, was so balanced, not end heavy, not really necessarily back heavy but the ease and controllability of a rifle like that was um pleasing for me you know it was just surprising to be honest of course in in my opinion like i think john kind of said oh man it might be kind of tough for me to to get used to that bolt throw because it's back by your your cheek it's not out in front of you but it's like anything you get used to it you know you will get used to it and so th- those are my first impressions. We, we, we ran it on the 250. We, we swapped the barrel out, same bolt, same bolt face, the 250 and the 260 are the same bolt face. We swapped the barrel to the 260 Remington. We took it out to 1100 to 1300. And then we swapped the whole bolt assembly and swapped the whole barrel to the 338 Norma Mag. And the other day, John just crushed a, a sub MOA target. It looks like a spec out there at 2,210 yards. 2,040 meters. So, you know, the, the capabilities of a rifle like this are, are crazy. The, the amount of, 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 of applications that you can use them for. Anyway, that, that's my initial impression. That was a good five minutes of, of kind of what I think of the rifle upon initial impressions. So with that said, let's talk to introduce our guest, Jeff Wood, correct? Correct. At Desert Tech. Why don't you just, before we get into anything, give us your, your, uh, your status, what, what kind of you, what you do at Desert Tech, what your position is and, and, uh, introduce yourself. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Jeff Wood. Uh, I go by Coldborn Miracle on the internet. Dude, um, wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> Really? I like that. <laughs> Dude, is that is You so, didn't know that? Nope. Hell no. I've been looking at your stuff for 10 years on Sniper's Hide. <laughs> I had no yeah. I, I didn't know that till just an Okay, good. That's crazy. There we go. Yeah. All right. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh yeah. So, go by Cold Cold War Miracle on the internet. Uh I worked at Desert Tech for 
six years. Uh, my official position is chief experience officer. Basically, I'm a glorified PR guy, basically. Um, I do a lot of the content generation and whatnot for Desert Tech, do a lot of the product testing and whatnot. So fairly intimate uh, with all of the Desert Tech products. Um, uh, I, I, I'm a staunch believer in them. That's I, I, that's, I, I, that's why I got the job, really. Um, I, I bought a Desert Tech rifle before I worked here, and I just loved shooting it and spent all of my time playing with it. And eventually, when I applied for a job here at Desert Tech, they already knew who I was. So it kind of worked out great for me as far as that goes. Okay. So by following your, by seeing a lot of the stuff that you posted on Sniper's Hide, you're definitely not new to the game. I mean, you've you've been doing this shit for a long time. Uh, yeah, I've 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 been, hell, it's been. I started, I started doing uh precision rifle shooting. I don't know, probably around two thousand, roughly. Uh, I would say somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, kind of self-taught. Like I didn't, I didn't have uh, like. I didn't have a lot of I didn't have a lot of uh, instruction in the game, so I kind of learned a lot of this stuff on my own because I didn't didn't really have a choice, didn't have the money to spend on classes and stuff like that. So I remember saving up for my first real, you know, to buy a decent rangefinder because, you know, back in the day there was there wasn't very many to choose from, so it took me a long time just to save up to buy a decent rangefinder that would actually hit a thousand yards or beyond. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was. I remember that. That it's crazy how how advanced everything's getting in the past even 10 years, isn't it? It's just nuts. It really has. It's impressive how things have changed. I just, I just got a SIG Kilo 10 K, yeah, which blew my mind. Like here, here it is. You know, I, like I said, I remember saving up to buy a, like a 1200, which I thought was like some yeah. Cadillac of range finders, you know, which it was a good range finder, but now I've got this, this SIG 10 K uh, and pff, I hit, 9,000 something yards the other day from up on the mountain, looking down at my house. And I thought, man, this is, this is impressive. We're going to get those. We're going to get those. I have the vector fours and I, I mean, they're, they're so big and and clunky, you know, that and the the glass is is probably superior to what the SIG kilos have. But I looked through a buddy of mine, the, the 10, the SIG, the 10 K's and I, I don't, what do you think on the, this, what do you think on the glass on those? I was going to ask because I wanted to know. Uh, I, I like them. I, my problem with glass, when people ask me my opinion on glass, and this is certainly not to toot my own horn, but I think I don't have bad eyes. Yeah. So it's like I can look through a piece of glass that's maybe not as good as another, and it doesn't look bad to me. Mm-hmm. And other people will be like, oh, that glass sucks. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. it looked okay to me. But yep. um, I think they, to me, they look on par or, or a little better than the Vortex Furies. Um. They do have that blue tint to them that yep. for some reason I, I people seem that. to have. I don't know why, but a lot of people seem to think that that's some big deal, but I'm like, so what? So there's a little bit of blue tint. The, the you know? 3000s don't have that. Oh, really? Uh-uh. I, I don't know. No, they don't. Uh, they don't. The 3000 BDXs don't have that. I, I, I looked through my buddies last weekend and then these, and the, which it's, I was just curious is because if you've got, you, I could tell you've got a lot of experience with them because we're going to, we're going to probably roll with them with that kind of a range finder. Jeez, that's tough to beat for that price point. Exactly. And it saves you having to buy some blue blocker sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Exactly. Well, all right, man. So uh, that's your, your status. 
is there anything that you would like the people that follow us to know about you? I like I said, that's great. I had no, I didn't know you were Cold War Miracle, man. I've been looking at your stuff for a decade. Your pictures, <laughs> you got the, you have the watermark that I, I, I didn't put two and two together. So is, is there oh. anything else that you would uh, want our guys to know possibly about you or what you do before we kind of go into some of the talking points, like the the history of the company and stuff? Uh, I guess, um, I mean, if you guys want to come follow me, I mean, like you just said, I do a lot of, uh, my own stuff on the side. Hunting cool is pictures, my cool, cool pictures. Plug your, put, put your Insta, tell what got you cold, bore miracle, cold, bore miracle on Instagram, cold, bore miracle everywhere. So Instagram, yeah. Facebook, TikTok, wherever you want to go. I mean, that's, that's, uh, where I'm at. Uh, I do, I, I have my own website, coldboremiracle.com. I do a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I do, uh, is there on my website. Um, but it's basically all based around guns and hunting and outdoor stuff. But, uh, like I was saying, hunting is basically my, my passion. I mean, the whole reason I wanted to get into precision shooting in the first place was because nothing appeals to me quite like being able to make a shot, no matter what it is. Uh, that's what led me to the SRS and that's what keeps me coming back to the SRS. This is now like the, uh, depending on how you look at it, this is like the fourth generation of SRS now. And it's my favorite by far. I actually have the twin to the rifle you've got there. So there's only two of them that are identical, uh, because the one you have and the one I have are the two pre-production M2s. Uh, the one I've got right here in front of me is the actual production one. There's, there's almost no difference between them, but, um, I have the twin to yours and it's my favorite gun. I, I do everything with it. I've done everything from smashing marmots to dropping elk with that thing. It's just an awesome gun. I love it. So, but that's what I do. That's, that's what I do when I, when I'm not working here, I'm usually doing my own thing at home. So if anybody wants to come give a follow, you'll probably see a lot of desert tech stuff in it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, okay, then let's let's just kind of go by the outline and and hit some talking points up because right. it, 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 when you're talking about inter- is interesting stuff like this, it time flies, man. It goes. We'll, we'll go. It sure does. Within within a couple minutes, we'll be at an hour. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yep. let's go through the history, man. If you, I mean, I, I'm. However much you want to touch base on that, let's let's go into it real quick. Okay. So uh, the SRS is actually the original product for Desert Tech. Um, my boss is the one who started the company back in 2007. Uh, he, just like you and I, he was a precision rifle junkie. Uh, the man sold his first car so that he could buy a, a sniper rifle so he'd have something to shoot that actually met his requirements. Um, but uh, he he saw what everybody else was doing and decided to try and take it to the next level. Um, that, uh, that's what basically that, that's what started the SRS in his mind, which was a precision rifle that was more compact, more accurate and, uh, more adaptable by being a caliber convertible system. Uh, so that's, that's what got the SRS going. He, he basically drew it up and uh, had a couple of prototypes made, walked into SHOT Show and started showing it to everybody, trying to uh, get some excitement about it. 
and the rest is history. It just took off from there. And uh, that was the Gen 1 SRS. Uh, then the Gen 2 SRS came out a few years later. That kind of revised the way the barrel indexes in the chassis. And then uh, from there, it went to the A1, which was the last revision of the SRS before the, well, technically two revisions ago. But then the A2 came out, which brought the same barrel system as the A1, but it brought in uh, an M-Lock handguard and a few other little things, changed up the trigger, lightened up the chassis overall. And then the M2, uh, we actually made because of a military request, a lot of our rifles are used by a lot of law enforcement military uh, people, and they had been asking for something that is uh, that will use a clip-on night vision or thermal optic that you can put in front of your day scope. And so they all wanted this monolithic rail that you've got on top of the M2. And so we built that uh, with a 30 MOA taper built into it so that your day scope, your night scope are all on the same axis so you don't have any misalignment there. And then on top of that, we added in this Area 419 Arcalock rail on the bottom of the handguard so that you can use both the gun into a tripod or you can have your uh, bipod slide back and forth, locks in. I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't uh, familiarized yourself with Arca rails and Arcalock, it's, it's an incredible accessory to the system. But anyway, so that's the, that's the M2. Um, before before so, we before we go any further, just because there's, I guarantee you, there's going to be a lot of guys that have no idea of the concept of your rifle. The the yeah. major concept is being the bullpup style, correct? I mean, yes, that, that's exactly. Your, explain to guys what that is from for just detail it out so they understand the whole idea of what a bullpup does, what the benefits are. Very good. So every gun we make is actually a bullpup. Uh, the a bullpup is essentially a gun that has the action and uh, magazine behind the trigger and grip instead of in front of it. So a traditional bolt gun is going to have your bolt up here in front of the trigger. Bullpups have them behind the trigger. And with a semi-auto gun, you know, it's the same idea. The magazine is behind the trigger and it's got all the action and uh, steer pack and all that stuff is behind the trigger. So all of our guns are bullpups. The idea there being you get way, you get the same performance as a full-size rifle, but in a much more compact uh, design. So the SRS you've got, as well as the one right here in front of me, this one's got a 26-inch barrel in it. I believe yours has uh, also got a 26-inch, unless you're talking about your 250. Nope, it is. But, it, you're right. It's a 338 configuration right now. Yeah, the 338 is going to be a 26-inch barrel. So, I mean, this is a 26-inch barrel. Mine's a 300 Norma right now, but... Uh, so, I mean, that's, that is a whole lot of power in a really small uh, system that you can manipulate with a single hand. And so that's, that's the idea behind the bullpup design is to give all that power and performance in a gun that is way smaller and easier to get into places than a traditionally designed rifle. And then you can even throw a can on this thing, and it's still shorter than a, than a traditionally designed rifle without a can on it. Yep, exactly. And we do, we do a ver, uh, a visual expression of that on the YouTube video and it's, yeah, it, you don't understand it until you actually see it till you, it, you know, a lot of guys are like, well, how does that work? And when you have, when you have one in your hand and you hold it next to another one, you understand it. You see it right now. Exactly. Exactly. And not to change subjects, but our MDR, our MDR is our semi-auto platform, which is 
also a bull pup. And it, it, it does the same idea. And when you try and pick up, if you pick up a, a 308 AR. AR-10 or SR-25. Yeah, an AR-10 or something. Yeah. Exactly. With a 20-inch with a barrel on it, try and pick that thing up and hold it single-handed without getting tired. I mean, that is a long gun by comparison. And yet this 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 MDR with a 16 or 20-inch barrel, I mean, you can shoot it one-handed. Uh, I mean, you can hold it one-handed for days. You know, yeah. you can run, you can run it one handed. You can even shoot it one handed if you wanted to, but yeah, I, I would say the same exact thing on your, even on the bolt on, on like your, your SRSM two. That's what this, what I said also in the video that, that two fifty configuration, yeah. it, it, ridiculous compared to even our regular two fifty bolt rifles, even with carbon fiber barrels, it's, yeah. uh, it's easier to handle, easier to hold. I, I know exactly. That, yeah. And you can put carbon fiber barrels in the SRS too. There's a lot of, a lot of folks making barrels for them now that are carbon wrapped, and so you can reduce the weight even further, and it makes it even more, it makes it even more balanced to where it's even easier to handle. Uh, let's okay. So you mentioned the MDR. Let's t let's go hammer through the SRS, the Stealth Recon Scout, real quick. Let's let's go through the okay. A2, the A2 versus the M2 features, kind of quickly you know because okay. we're at 25 minutes and we got four other things to cover on it too yeah so we it, gotta we gotta get through it just so guys understand i'm my the rifle that we're running is the srs m2 the the, the the main difference i say in the video was you have the arcalock on the m2 versus not on the a2 so go go from there to, to rattle it off Okay, so the A2 and the M2 are basically identical except for the Arcalock rail and the monolithic optics rail on top. So the A2 won't have this full-length uh, optics rail on the top or the Arcalock rail on the bottom. So if you don't need either of those two features, then an A2 would fit your needs just fine. You do, though. Other you want them. You want the M2 oh, yeah. features. I, <laughs> you want I them. Do. I do, too. Yeah, like as soon as I picked up the M2, I was like, hey, this is it. This, yep. is, yeah. this is the one. Um, but yeah, other than that, they're identical. I mean, all the barrels are identical. You could pull the barrel out of one, drop it in the other one. Uh, there's obviously no headspace or anything like that to go with them because it's all indexed in the chassis. So the, the SRS, uh, all SRSs have an adjustable trigger. Uh, they all use the same magazines, which has been a sore spot for some folks. Everybody's always saying, oh, you need to make a take AI mag. Uh, which unfortunately with the design, it can't be done. So it can't be going to happen. It, it can't. No, not, it would, it would require, it would require actually changing the receiver up a little bit as well as the plastic uh, skins and everything. So it's, it's probably not worth it uh, in the long run. So, but uh, the magazines are short and long action. They're the same size, whether you shoot a short or a long action cartridge. So they fit in the same mag. Well, the short action cartridge, uh, the short action magazines run, have a little spacer at the back to hold the cartridges to the front. The magazine itself is designed to hold the cartridge back under recoil against the shoulder instead of the tip of the bullet, which happens a lot of times in AI mags, for example, when the gun recoils, all the bullets slide forward and they hit the tip of the bullet against the back, the, the front of the magazine where the SRS is designed to hold them on the shoulder so it doesn't damage bullet tips or anything like that. So, uh, it's got an ambidextrous magazine release on both sides of the rifle, so you can drop your mag out. You've got nickel boron plated bolts now are standard. You've got adjustable length of pull with spacers on the back for the recoil pad. 
You've got an adjustable cheek uh, piece here, so you can adjust uh, your the height of your face, so you can line up properly with the scope. Uh, all SRSs are multi-caliber. Uh, that is uh, that goes without saying, I suppose. It's I mean you. There's a lot of multi-caliber rifles out there, but the SRS is extremely fast. You can swap from one caliber to another. We've done it in as little as 38 seconds. Uh, if you really hurry, you can do it pretty quick. Uh, all you have to do is loosen a bolt lock that is on the uh, passenger side of the rifle, I want to say, but the left side of the gun. On the left side of the gun, there's a bolt lock, and on the right side of the gun, there's four tension screws. So uh, the rifle, you can you use a 80-inch pound torque wrench. You just loosen these four screws, flip it over, unlock the barrel, and the barrel slides right out the front that fast. And if you don't need to change bolt faces, so if you're going from a 250 to a 260, then you just pull the barrel out, barrel out, drop the other one in, snug it all back up, and you're ready to go. Uh, if you are changing bolt faces, then it's as simple as dropping off the recoil pad, and you pull the bolts out the back, swap to the different size bolt face, throw that new bolt in, and then throw your recoil pad back on, and you're ready to go. So that's it's, it's really a fast system for changing calibers. If that's important to you, uh, which to a lot of people it is, me personally, I've, I've got probably 15 different conversion kits for my rifle. Uh, I, I can't get enough. <laughs> it's almost like an addiction. Yeah, like a tattoo. It's you <laughs> Yeah, just keep, exactly. The the thing is, is in this day and age, you have a lot of guys that complain about the price of, of, of really expensive shit, and you get what you pay for. If your guys' stuff yeah. is expensive, you can have one system with – multiple configurations and save versus having three or four rifles that do the same thing. Exactly. That's actually one of the reasons I got the SRS in the first place. Uh, at the time I wasn't, I mean, at the time I was, I, I, I could definitely not afford to be, to just keep building new rifles. Cause that's what I was doing at the time, you know, having another rifle made all the time. And, it, and, and we all know that sickness, right? It never ends. Yeah. It's like yeah, as soon as you're thing. done building, <laughs> As soon as you're done building one rifle, it's like, what's the next one going to be, right? Fucking same, like, I have same a 250, thing. but I, <laughs> I, but I need a 250 improved or whatever, <laughs> I got a right? stock laying around. I need to build something on it. Yeah, I just need another exactly. 250, just another one. Exactly. In oh, I got an extra magazine over here. Built, yeah. Better build another <laughs> gun, right? Better build the that mag. So yeah. the problem is, is when you put together, if you put together five precision rifles and have to put a dollars $3,000 optic on top of each one of them. I mean, that's a lot of money just in and of itself. The beauty of the SRS is you can drop five grand on a scope and you don't have to buy a scope again for until you want one. Right. Yeah. It's like you can shoot your, your 338 Norma or 300 ultra mag or 22250 or 260, 308. I mean, name it, right. There's any caliber you want. You could throw in this gun and you never have to buy another scope. And on top of that, you've got the added benefit that, that you know you've got the exact same length of pull every time the exact same trigger same bolt same scope everything's the same no matter what caliber you're shooting so you know you go back and forth from one one conversion to another and it's always the same that same comfortable feel that you're used to so it i to me it feels like it's easier to be better with this gun than with other other options right yeah the so Another thing, real quick, uh, the the M2 and the A2 both have uh, a, a kind of a spring charged monopod at the back. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. I forgot to mention that. So 
the monopod on the back was designed to kind of take the place of a rear bag. So when you get on, whether you're on a tripod or a bipod or whatever, I've, I've got the gun on a tripod here in the studio, but you, when you've got the gun mounted up and say you get on the gun, you want to level up on a target, you hold the gun to wherever it's, it's pointed perfect at the target. And then you just reach back here and drop down the monopod and it hits the ground. Now your gun's standing on basically three points of contact. And then you can turn the wheel in or out and it will raise or lower the back end of the rifle. And that gives you that extra support on the back that I think is just fantastic. I mean, oh, yeah. you can, you can, uh, you know, how many times have you been carrying around your, your beanbag or whatever for your rear support? And then you set the thing down or you drop it or you forget where the heck you put it, leave it in the truck. I mean, I've done that a million times. And then it's like, you get out in the field, like crap. Now what do I do? I'm back here making fists again. Like it's 1998. Right. And the, 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 when you, when you quickly or rapidly deploy that, and then you, you, what you're saying is when you turn it like a dial, it adjusts yeah. in very minute increments. I mean, I, exactly. I I used it to to fine tune just at a hundred for the hell of it. Which I mean, granted, if you're shooting groups, a rear bag's going to be better than this. But in the field, the, it, right. you, you, when you're you, on the move, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you shoot that one dot group with. I did, but truck. still, I did that group. I did, but it's still. I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. But it's yeah, no, it's an, it's an awesome feature. That's why I wanted to point it out. It's all integrated into it. And it's for the field, for field use, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, shit, you never know what position you can get yourself into and just any kind of uh, support like that that you can acclimate yourself to certain positions and get more steady Exactly, so much better. Exactly. I, mean, yeah. I love it. I do, a, I do a lot of shooting in the mountains. That's where I spend as much of my spare time as I can. So it's like when you're up on, a, on, on the edge of a hill trying to get your gun leveled on a, yeah. you know, an animal that's across the canyon or whatever, it's so nice to be able to just drop that monopod down real quick, grab it with your fist, you know, and then you've got this extra point of contact to help keep that rifle steady as can be. And then the rifle's balanced anyways. It's, it's a lot more balanced towards the center, so it's, it's just easier to stay steady on it. Yeah, I agree with you. That's from you. I would have... You'd be you'd be just saying shit that I wouldn't understand unless you actually handle it. Yeah, I've had a lot of guys ask right. me about the rifle, and I'm like, dude, there's... I mean... There's nothing really that I can say bad about this rifle other than getting used to the bolt. And that's not bad. It's just something that it's, it's just different. You got to get used to it. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I've seen over the years, it seems to be there's like 10% of the people out there who just like refuse to get used to it. And then everybody else is like, eh, it's not bad at all. Once you, you shoot a couple times and like, it's, I mean, I shoot, I shoot this gun as much as any gun I own, but I, I mean, I've got Tikas and Remingtons and, and other stuff that I, I mean, I have zero issue running this bolt versus those bolts. I mean, it all feels the same to me now after, after all this time now. So exactly. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Just reps. Uh, so th those are, what is there, did you cover the, the specific applications that you'd like to cover for that specific rifle for the SRS? For the M2, so like I said, the M2, we, we designed the M2 by military request because they wanted uh, most military uh, tenders, they want you to have an optics rail that will take uh, night, uh, night optics and so forth. So when they asked for that, so we decided to design that. And then while we were at it, 
uh, shameless plug. It was my idea for the Arcalock rail. So yeah. I threw that in. Uh, we decided to put that on there as well because why not? I mean, that's a good plug, I mean, dude. That's a, that's a, now that, that, yeah. Now that you, now, now that you're used to it, it's like, why on earth would we have not put this on yep. there? That's, that's good. But, I was reading a bunch of shit on Sniper's Hide and those guys were talking about that. Yeah. That's just a, it, it's, it's legit. It's a no brainer. It's just hundred percent. It's nice. Yeah. I love it because I, I I shoot off a tripod a lot, and so I can just clamp my rifle right into the tripod. I don't even have to take the tripod off. I leave the bipod on it. A little extra weight helps keep it steady anyways. Throw it on the tripod and then shoot it uh, off of the tripod, and you can move around on the tripod easily just by loosening up the clamp. I mean, it's it's fantastic. And then just with the flip of the switch, you pull the rifle off the tripod, go right to the ground if you need to. Works great. Hey, what kind of tripod do you use? Uh, I use a field optics research tripod, but I mean, really right stuff. Two vets. I mean, they're they're all they're all great. Uh, you know, each one has its pros and its and its cons. We're doing a bunch of stuff with two. We're going to be doing a bunch of shit with two vets this year. But anyway, the the arc yeah. rail that's that's good for us because it. I mean, I'm looking to my left and I've got a a, a custom rifle, a custom bolt rifle that I built, and you know, I've got an Area 419 arc lock full length rail on it. I think it's six, 14 inches, 16. Anyway, goes all the way up yeah. the bottom of the forend. And it's, it's just, it turns into a necessity because we just put those tripods on them for our night applications. And the tripods that we use are relatively lightweight. I mean, granted, no matter what kind of material you use, you're going to add some weight, but it folds up along the forend of the rifle, did the same thing on this rifle. You know, it folds right up around. Exactly. Up, and you just roll with that shit, throw it in your pack, go unfold it, and you're done. You don't have to attach anything. And it's just... Without getting into the details of the Arca system, it's just it's a more robust, a hell of a lot more secure system. It's way exactly. It's more robust and fast. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I was gonna say. It's fast because I mean, it's like, how many times have you been on a hill and you you're at the top of your bipod travel right, and then your animal walks up the hill just a little higher, and now you're out of you know you, you need to come up. So it's like you just grab your your Arca clamp, loosen it, pull that bipod back. Yep. And now you just you just got you know yep. another another six inches yep. of altitude to lift your rifle up on that animal. So it's it's, it's super fast to move, move your rifle around and get into a, a better shooting position. Good idea and good explanation for those guys that don't know what that is or how it works. That's that's good. Uh, th- that's probably you you smoked that on that SRS, right? I mean, you probably. I mean, that's just we'll have a really badass video. I hope a lot of talking, a lot of detailed specs on the rifle on YouTube probably next week sometime so that you guys mm-hmm. can, I'm going to, I'm going to get this up for that before that. So guys can kind of listen to this before they get okay. the, the visual aspect. But is there anything else that you think you want to touch base with on the A2 or the M2 or the whole SRS system, or you think that's golden before we move on to the next? Uh, I, I think that's, that's probably about everything on it. Um, the rifle, the, the one other thing I was going to say, uh, you mentioned a lot, the precision, the accuracy of the rifle, which is, uh, what that's, that's how I fell in love with the gun too. I mean, I remember that very first time I closed that bolt and there's that, that metallic snapping into battery that it does. And it's like, Ooh, that feels good. And then when you pull that trigger and the trigger is just fantastic, excellent trigger, you pull it, the gun goes off and it's this perfectly linear push right into your shoulder instead of, you know, being slightly elevated above your, the, the direct line into your shoulder. So Traditional rifles kind of recoil up a little bit more, whereas the SRS comes straight into you. Way different, which, dude. That's the first thing that is, I, yep. When I was freehanding that shot, completely different recoil. A hundred percent different recoil. Exactly. 
And that accuracy, I think, comes from all of these things uh, uh, together. And, I mean, we ha- we have a half MOA guarantee with all the rifles. So oh, I didn't know if that. Ri- I didn't know yeah, that. All, yeah, the SRS is guaranteed half MOA when you're using match-grade ammunition. Um, so that, I mean, you know that's you're going to have an accurate rifle with this thing. That's a pretty, that's a pretty, I mean, you, that, that's a stout guarantee. Uh, and, and we've we've had that we've had that half MOA guarantee for a long time. I, I could be I somebody check me on this, but I think we might have uh, one of the oldest, if not the original, gar- accuracy guarantees uh, on the rival. And it comes with a lifetime fully transferable warranty now too, as well. So like, I mean, you could sell the gun to your neighbor, and he could sell it to his neighbor, and if he breaks something, he can call us, and we'll take care of it. Because wow. that's, that's we awesome. we we want to stand behind our guns. Um, whether it's this one or the MDRX or whatever we do, we, we want to stand behind our stuff. That's cool. I, like I said, man, for me, for what we do, precision is pinnacle precision. If yeah. I, I could spend a lot of money on a custom gun, which we've done and it doesn't shoot and it goes gone. I mean, the barrel gets yeah. tore off. You try to redo everything. You work up a different load. And when you have something like this, that no, no shit three different shooters all sub quarter you 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 it's not a coincidence you know it's just how shit works exactly so anyway yep. that's 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 impressed very impressed with the system we wouldn't be having this conversation if we weren't period uh so, right well let's let's talk about i'm i'm interested in your other platforms man i mean uh specifically the hti i was looking at that but let's let's go down the line what you got here let's go to the M- mdrx go through some okay H- just because guys like i said we're what we're using is the srs m2 for the guys just to reinforce it because there's guys that won't won't listen so just right push it to them the srs m2 is what we're using in three different configurations, the 2250, the 260 Remington, and then the 338 normal mag. Um, but let's go down the line, your other products, the, MD, okay. the MDRX. All right, so the MDRX is a newer rifle. We brought this rifle out in 2017, I believe. Somebody check me on that. The MDRX is, we took the same idea as the SRS and put it into an auto-loading rifle. So this is a multi-caliber bullpup carbine uh it's available currently in four calibers uh 223 300 blackout 65 creedmoor and 308 um it has several different barrel lengths this one is a 16 inch 308 so i mean for those that are watching you know it's, it's a very small rifle with a whole lot of power i mean a gun this size in 308 is pretty it's a lot of it's a lot of power to have uh, this one has uh, our uh, Mantis bipod, which is a built-in bipod that's built right into the handguard. So you can, if you want to take, you know, more supported shots, you just pull out the bipod right out of the handguard. It rocks as well. You've got a tension wheel here so you can level the gun up when you're on uneven ground. Uh, much like the SRS, the MDR is multi-caliber. You have these two screws here in the receiver. You loosen those up. Uh, unlock the barrel with this third screw there, remove the handguard, and then the barrel will slide right out the front. It's a little bit more labor-intensive since it's an auto-loading rifle than the SRS was, uh, obviously because you've got to change things like the bolts uh, inside the, the receiver. There's a magazine well spacer for when you go from 
small frame to large frame caliber. So 308 and 65 Creedmoor use SR25 mags, and the 300 Blackout and 223 use the just regular AR15P mags or any anything anything comparable to those. Um, it has a two stage trigger, weighs in just under eight pounds, depending on how you set it up. Obviously, has uh, a monolithic uh, rail on top or optics mounting. Um, what else? The, this one is a forward eject. We have both a forward eject and a side eject, uh, design of the rifle. The side eject is currently only available in two, two, three. So it just throws the brass out the side, just like any other semi-auto would, uh, the forward eject system actually throws the cartridge forward out of the ejection port right here. So instead of throwing it out the side, it throws it forward. So if, for whatever reason, you wanted to shoot the gun weak side, you're not going to catch brass in the face because it's going this way. So that's an added benefit to the MDRX, and this is also reversible. So you can literally just pop this guy off and switch it to this side, and then it'll throw it out the opposite side of the rifle. Um, so that's the MDR in a nutshell. MDRX, excuse me. Uh, the MDRX, you can get it in a 20-inch 6.5 Creedmoor, a 20-inch 308. 16 inch 308, uh, 16 inch 223, or 20 inch 223 in either side or forward eject. We also have an SBR version of the rifle where the barrel ends right here, which is an 11.5 inch SBR, which is almost dangerously short. Uh, but man, is it a lot of fun and it runs like, uh, like you would want a personal defense weapon to, to be. I mean, it's, Super tiny. You can run it single-handedly, very easy, uh, and it's a whole lot of power in a little tiny gun. I, I I can hide it in my backpack. You know, people think I'm carrying a laptop, and it's you know thirty That's, rounds of two two three. That would be interesting to get. That would be I could see that in being a bullpup style in with an SBR. That would be that'd be nasty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's your, it's pretty slick. Small as you could get. Small as your freaking suppressed pistol. Uh what yeah, so, b b yeah before basically. we get before we go too far uh what do you do you want to do you want to kind of do an ad lib price like just a msrp or a map for uh, a basic configuration for each rifle uh, or would you rather have guys look online and just check that shit out uh you can you can you can look on our on our website because we have we have so many different configurations there's different pricing the srs typically runs depending on how you set it up say this uh, just say I, this i'll give you a scenario for each one say for the srs okay. you get a srs m2 and it's 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 everything that you can get 260 remington 26 inch barrel done nothing crazy right. just a 26 inch barrel remington 260 srs m2 uh you're probably looking at if i'm not mistaken and i'm not in sales so i don't have the prices right in front yep, of me ad -lib probably should have that's all right that's uh, all right that's I, cool. I i, I want to say it's right around five maybe for for a uh for something like that uh the mdr depending on how you set it up is around 2500 bucks okay so like yeah say um, you get a, a, st a standard a 223 uh, no sbr 16 inch barrel and what, what would a guy be looking at for for that for your M MDR? yeah it, they're they're about they're about 2500 give or take a couple hundred bucks uh, different caliber conversion kits are between six and 900 bucks, okay. depending on which one you want to get. So you can buy like an MDR, you could buy an MDR with a 16 inch 
223 barrel and then buy a 6.5 Creedmoor conversion kit. And then you've got your varmint gun, you've got a deer gun, a hog gun, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do with it. Uh, it's really easy to go back and forth with those, uh, between those calibers. Similar, and it's similar, just a fun little gun. Yeah. Similar concept is, is your SRS, but it's a different platform. Exactly. It's just a semi-auto exactly. instead of bolt. Gotcha. Exactly. Um, yes. And then, uh, the HTI. Yeah. Is yeah. That one. Essentially, that's... that's the one you want to know about. Yeah. The HTI is just a scaled up SRS. Essentially. It's, uh, a big bore rifle. So the HTI is available in 375 shy tack, 408 shy tack, 416 Barrett and 50 BMG. Uh, it uses uh, almost an identical barrel, uh, system. So you pull the barrel out, th- drop in another one uses, Slightly different magazines, but the idea is basically the same. We had to adjust the way the gun operates for those larger cartridges, but other than that, they're they're nearly identical as far as function and um, the way things uh, work in the gun. There, but you are um, restricted to those specific cartridges. You're you're you're. It's strictly what you would call a big bore, like the three seventy five, the four sixteen, the fifty. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I mean, the smallest thing you can run in it is a shy tack based really? cartridge. So no. there's some people that run like 338 snipe tacks and and stuff like that. Uh, okay. And there's other people that are shooting 33 XCs out of the SRS, which to me is to me is a, a bit much. But whatever. I mean, it's it's your world, man. You can do whatever you want. The HDI also. All these rifles have uh, the SRS and the HDI rather have a thriving aftermarket. So you got your barrel from Mark over at short action customs. There's lots of other custom shops that build, uh, barrels for both the SRS and the HTI. So if you want to get, uh, a 375, uh, you know, a custom 375 caliber or custom 416 or something like that, you know, there's, there's all those, it, all those, uh, specialty ELR cartridges that people are shooting now. There's plenty of guys that are chambering up barrels to run in the HDI for those ELR competitions. And the HDI has actually been quite popular in those ELR competitions Dude. because it's so easy to swap out barrels and uh, great trigger and the size of the rifle is also very appealing. What do you see in, in those ELRs starting at distance-wise, 2,000-plus? Uh, yeah, 15. I think they normally start. They normally start at, like, I mean, there's King of Two Miles is, I think, one of the biggest – ELR competitions out there. I mean, I, I, that's a little outside my my realm of, yep, of yep. Uh, knowledge, but do, do, but I know there's lots of of two miles and three miles and have, four thousand yard shots and whatnot. So have you have has anybody? Ha, do you have any video of anybody shooting an HTI at three thousand and make an impact or not? Oh yeah, I, I'm, I, there's all kinds of videos of that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's surprisingly, I mean, the same the same thing that makes the SRS so good at uh, accuracy. The same thing happens with the HDI. I mean, uh, I personally am not a big fan of fifties. Uh, it's just too much racket. Uh, yeah. Call me a wuss, whatever. I like shooting stuff that I can enjoy. You know, if I if I if I can't go out and shoot fifty rounds in in an hour, it's like it's it's too much for me. So I'm not a big fan of fifties. Put it that way. But, but I mean, you put something like a 375 or a 408 in that thing. I mean, you could shoot it all day long 
and and just hammer stuff. It's I mean, shooting a thousand yards with that thing is a piece of cake. Even the three thirty eight normal with that, I, I the very first three thirty eight round out of that gun after we verified zero. I said, go up. I just said, dial eight mils. He dialed up and we recorded it. First shot at 1150, right fucking smoked right in the middle. Went from 110 yards to 1150 yards. Dialed up eight like mils that. and freaking smash. Done. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you, you're, you're, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to make you guys feel not special or anything, but that's a story I've heard a bunch of times. <laughs> well, it's, it's not us, it's <laughs> the you gun. Cool, it's, <laughs> you're as cool as you thought, buddy. <laughs> Uh, that's why. That's why I'm asking you if you have videos of guys shooting three thousand. Uh, yeah, we get we get videos all the time from from people shooting um, in uh, long ELR competitions and just regular long range competitions. Yeah, but they're What's shooting your, targets uh, that aren't that aren't James O'Neill certified. Fucking small. <laughs> yeah. Did you oh, see that? that's for sure though. That's for sure though. That's actually you know it's funny. That's one of the reasons why ELR isn't my thing. Like the I mean, sure it's it's cool. It's cool. It's like, Oh wow. I made a shot at 4,000 yards or three miles or whatever. Right. And it's like, Oh, that's how, my first question is always, how many times did you shoot? Yeah. You know, and only and how, and it's like, target. there's no standard on how big the targets are. MOA, MOA relative or anything like that. Right. And I mean, I think now they're starting to change things yeah. up a little bit to yeah. where there's actually some rules and there's actually like, no, you get three shots on a target at this, you know, type of thing. But it's like, we've all heard the stories where, you know, some old boys like, Oh yeah, I shot 2000 yards with my wife's 243 or whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, guess people. what? If you give me a 249, I'll do it all day long at that range. Just all I need is a long enough belt. Yeah. You know, yeah, no shit. I mean, it's uh, like, yeah. if you have enough rounds, sure. You could do, you could hit four miles with a 308 if you, yeah. if you wanted to, but it's yeah. like, all that matters to me is is something I can repeat, right? Yep. It's like if yeah, I yeah. if if I can repeatedly hit the target two thousand yards, and that's something I'm interested in doing. But it's like if I if it's if it's three miles away and I'm shooting and and, and I've got a, a one in ten chance of hitting it, and it's a four moa target that's you know the size of a Volkswagen out there. It's like eh. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't really do it for me. I yeah, guess. I'm with you there, man. So on your HTI. Is yeah. there is is do you on your monolithic rail? Is it still is it still thirty MOA or is it more since it's designed? Uh, so the HTI doesn't have thirty MOA built into it. The HTI is just a standard, really uh, straight no taper. Yeah, and that's something perhaps that we ought to change in the future. Yeah, I was uh, say, now that it's more. Yeah, for if it's des, I would say I would I would be looking at like a forty MOA can't because I would be if we were running something like a three seventy five or a four oh eight we could take that rifle with the distance that we, that we're at here and we could shoot 3000 yards with that easy. It'd be cool just to do. Exactly. I mean, it would just be cool just to say you did it, you know, even if we do, right. even if we do burn up a barrel doing it. You know, I guess exactly. You aren't that guy, right? <laughs> but we won't show that or we won't say that. We're not going to say, yeah, exactly. Say, Dude, we only, t- only took five shots with this gun to do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, what is there? Is there that? That's a pretty. Hey, can we pause for one second? I just realized something. Yeah, dude, we can. Think... We'll, we'll just. We'll just. I'll just. I can just cut it out. You can do whatever you okay. want. I'll just. I'll just let let it do it. I just realized my camera shut off at some point. Yeah, do it. They do. They do that. Those. Is it what kind of camera is it? What kind of DSLR? The Sony. A seven. Uh, it's a RX ten. Those almost all of those like my. R5, they, it'll, it'll, it shuts off after like 30 minutes. 
30 or 40 minutes, it just shuts off and you got to redo it. There's I, no I setting to try to go into my setting and do shit. it. And it won't, you got to do a bunch of crazy ass shit. It's stupid, dude. That's why, that's why I use my kill camera and my Sony handy cam for it because you can turn them on and they just run just so you just, mm. just in case, just, just for a, just for a heads up for, for on, I mean, we, it's no, we got, we, we got your, the audio and everything will be golden. I can make everything work, but I, I got you. John, now would be Looks a good time like, to ask your question while possibly kind of slightly preoccupied. Yeah, no shit. Do it. Hey, yeah, I was going to ask, like, you know, like every action, right? Someone's blown it up. You Maybe. I mean? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Well, these desert techs, your face is on top of the action instead of being six, eight, ten inches behind it. Is there some kind of precautionary, like, if it blows so we up, have- it's going to do something special to not kill you? So we've actually done a lot of testing um, to see what it can do. And actually, you guys know Greg Dykstra, I'm sure. So uh, Greg actually did his own test where he took an SRS 338 Lapua and stuffed it full of pistol powder. As much, He packed it full of pistol powder and set that bitch off, and it did not blow up. It blew that fucker out, and then he actually hammered he hammered the bolt open and he says he probably could have reloaded it and tried it again, but he didn't want to. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, there. Yeah. We've done a lot of tests, um, with doing just that. Um, we've had a couple people, uh, actually split the receiver. Um, I'm going to start this recording again. Okay. It's recording again. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck it's... St- oh, you know what? I think it did stop at 30 minutes, James. It, it'll do that. I yeah, so right. just just for reference, I guess I should have told you I didn't know what you're using, but next, I'll... I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, keep the countdown for you this time. Okay. But right, we're going to use all that audio of what you were saying about the if you don't care about uh, yeah. John's question. Oh, no, no, I don't care. That's fine. Okay. No, yeah. the... Uh, so yeah, the, the, there's most of the times that uh, there's been an SRS detonation where like the receiver actually splits. Most of the time, it's been um, due to things like uh, some custom calibers that we're using, like su- those weird subsonic cartridges, like three thirty eight whispers or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, it's always some uh, user error or something like that. I, there's there's sure. been a few like that, yeah. We actually had, uh, there's been guys that have actually uh, forgot to tighten their barrel down. And so when they close the bolt, it actually pushes the barrel forward out of, uh, out of its position. And then when they close the bolt, all it does is twist the barrel. And so it's not engaged. It, the, the bolt head is not engaged in the barrel. And so then when they pull the trigger, <laughs> you get some, you know, you get you some case real- separation going on. Yeah, you get a whole lot more than case that separation. Yeah, yeah, that, that <laughs> it's does. pretty bad. I kind of want to. But yeah, pictures. I mean, yeah, any anything uh, when when the gun when the gun's put together properly and you follow all the you know the the instructions, it works. It works great. And I mean, there's 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 been some there's been a few that have gone off over the years, but. Um, the receiver being right over your face, like you're talking about, is it's never been an issue. No one's ever caught, uh, no one's ever caught a you know chunk of aluminum in the mouth or anything like that. If that's what you mean. Yep, that goes back to just 
literal firearm safety. I mean, if you're getting yourself into a rifle, know how to use it, everything. Yep. Just pay attention. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. But I I like that. I like that HTI idea with the, it would be, that would just be a fun one to, to, uh, I would like to, I've shot a 416, but not nothing to what its capabilities are. And it'd be cool to do something a a little bit further just for fun, because like I said, we have the location to do it anyway. The, yeah. I see a bunch of of of, uh, of stuff on Instagram when you guys just came out with that little Trek twenty two. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. That's been that's so that's a relatively new platform. That's like yes. So I've got one right here in front of me that I, I thought I'd show just for those who are curious. It's kind of a I, I guess I guess cute would be a nice way of calling it. Yeah, they're cool little. A lot of people. Say, a lot of people say it's ugly, but. I don't know. It's kind of growing on me. I wasn't super uh, interested in that at first, but I've I've kind of gotten used to it, and I kind of like shooting it now. But it is basically just a replacement drop-in stock for a Ruger 10-22. So, I'm looking at, at it on the website right now, and it just takes 10-22 mags. That is the handiest yep. thing I've freaking seen. Yeah, I mean, it, it, drops, it drops the length of a 10-22 into an extremely small package i mean you could throw this in a backpack if you're you know if you're going trekking or something like that or throw it under the seat of your truck it's tiny uh it's it's balanced like really well uh one thing that i the one of the my favorite things about this is every one of us has watched a little kid pick up a rifle and they try and shoot it and they always they they invariably end up doing the the little kid pose where they kind of cant their hips and lean way back and cock their shoulder against their side to try and hold that rifle up because it's so long, right? Um, my my nine-year-old shoots this thing and he can hold it up just fine because it's so well balanced that he can hold it the way you should instead of having to do this business that you always see little kids doing. But what, it's... Uh, what would you say the overall ahead. length on that is from the stock to uh, the muzzle on a, on a what, what, a 16-inch barrel on a little 10, 16 or an 18-inch. Uh, Keith, if you're on the website, look there. I can't remember off the top of my head what the overall length is. I think yeah, 27 inches. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, so that's, that's... Yeah, that's only... Oh, hell yeah. You could throw that in a backpack as easy as... Exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah, and it's picture, got... James. It's got the it's got a pick rail on top, so you've got a lot more uh, sight mounting options than you do on just a standard ten twenty two. It's got M lock slots all the way around three six and nine o'clock, so you can put you know you can add your sling bipod whatever you want to put on the gun you can add. It's got a flush cup in the back for sticking your sling into it. Storage for two extra ten round mags in the back, uh, and it even actually it actually reduces the trigger pull a little bit. Uh, on the standard 1022, which is also a nice advantage, you know, reducing the trigger pull a little bit so that the kids and uh, even us big kids can enjoy it a little bit more. But it's a fun little gun. It's got a rail, uh, but it's, it's got a long, a, a long pick rail on the top. So, so a guy, that'd be a good yeah. one for the, for a, for a, a, a micro clip yeah. on yeah. or just a micro. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I sure use I'm, the micro red dot all the time. Make sure I'm getting this right. You if it, I've got a 1022, I can just purchase the stock kit and take my 1022 yep. apart and drop it in there. Exactly. The only thing I've found so far is if you have a takedown 1022, it's only that, three, takedown, yeah. that takedown, that takedown piece 
gets doesn't fit inside the stock. So if you have a takedown 1022, it doesn't fit, but just a regular 1022 drops right in. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a riot. It makes that gun even funner than it was before. So even if you don't have a 20, 1022, you could be into one of these for 600 bucks. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's cheap. That's, that's it's pretty, pretty, it's, it's a, really it's a pretty fun that. little outfit. Jimmy the might need like a new it. 22. Huh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The, He's got a handful of kids. They can use it. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. What uh, What about your, I was looking a little bit online at the Quattro 15. Is that like a receiver? Yeah. So the Quattro 15 uh, is still in prototype right now, but it is a quad stack Air 15 lower receiver. So we make the receiver, we make the magazines, and the magazines hold 53 rounds uh, each. So and and they're the same. They're basically the same size as a 30 round P mag as far as length. Obviously, they're fatter. But if you've got like, say, your plate carrier has double P mag pouches in it, you can just drop these mags right into it, and they fit into the double mag carrier. So proprietary mags for that system. Proprietary mags, yes and uh, proprietary lower so you can but, take your favorite a- yep okay go go yeah, that's blah, what blah. I was, gonna, yep, that's I was just gonna say so you can take your favorite ar pull the lower out switch all the parts over into this lower and oh, then you oh, oh, oh. now your favorite ar15 runs 53 round magazine pig hunting so, <laughs> yes exactly that's what everybody keeps saying pig hunting or binary trigger or just, frt yes. triggers or whatever because you can i mean because you can uh personally i think i uh, I'm I, I'm I, I kind of more I'm kind of a I, I like to shoot you know well placed shots I'm yeah, not one of those I, guys no, who like no. mag dump yeah exactly I'm not either but I know there's plenty of guys out there that like doing that and more power to them they they can enjoy the heck out of it and they can pay for the ammo too yeah no shit yeah. one or two mag dumps <laughs> is fun in your life but more than that they're the same yeah yeah exactly it's impressive I mean uh, if you go to our our Instagram or YouTube or somewhere you can see, you can see the videos we've made where, you know, you shoot that thing and it, it just seems like it never, it never ends. It's like just bang, 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 bang. And it never, you know, it just keeps on going. Cause 53 rounds is a long way. That's ways a lot of go. rounds, man. That's a lot of rounds. And, then, <laughs> and the idea being that if you're, you know, if you're, if you're a, if you're a, well, yeah, but if you're, if you've got, you know, seven P mags versus four, of our quad mags, you know, you, you've basically got the same amount of ammo, but you only have to reload four yep. times yeah. instead of seven. Force multiplier, so you're dude. Saving, exactly. So you're saving time. Uh, you're spending more time shooting and less time reloading. Yep. The downtime uh, is what gets you. Exactly. And that downtime, you know, also opens the door for, you know, malfunctions. I stabbed the mag in wrong or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. if you're a copy, put it in upside down. Who knows? <laughs> that's cool i had, i wasn't even paying attention to that i wasn't even looking at that that setup that's pretty cool yeah uh it's pretty cool uh we're still working on it we're still uh hammering out prototyping and all those things we've got a lot of testing to make sure it runs flawless obviously because that's going to be the number one issue is making sure it runs smoothly and without you know any kind of hang up so we're working on that making sure because we obviously don't want uh, to bring it all the way to market until it's hundred percent. So oh, how many cans are going to get burned up by one of them? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I shudder to think. Terrible. Yeah, no kidding. It's what uh, so I, that's pretty good, man. I mean, we went over. We we put in a solid solid hour of of info on your products on kind of our experience yeah. with, with one of your systems and going over all your other products that you guys have to offer and uh of course what we do is our primary concern is hunting that's what we're using the platform for and yep that's that's me too what, what to to kind of maybe kind of summarize everything going over you know we have hunting with the desert tech rifles application it purposes uh, benefits of using them over something else and then results i mean from from my perspective being being kind of a i would say you know a, a free agent regarding what we do not not being sponsored by anybody is a huge benefit to right. be able to work with guys like you and different guys and get hands on new products that we would wouldn't otherwise it just right. gives you a whole different visual on on everything you know there's guys that refuse to run certain shit yeah i, I mean exactly. they just refuse to for no reason because well i mean you could say for a reason maybe they, they since they're working with somebody else it just handicaps their access to information and that's what we do yep. we we want to give guys insight based on on experience that's our goal and and by not being tied to one i mean we've we've been fortunate to work with a lot of different companies you know long rifles inc uh gunworks um mm -hmm. i just got off the phone yesterday with a fella a, a company called sterling precision and they make custom rifles well, i mean we've worked with a lot of different guys in the industry regarding everything from design work to just 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 running their stuff and yeah. uh, I, I definitely think by running your platform, there's a there's a, a a a huge asset, a huge benefit to the the design, the functionality, and then like I said, the 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 precision side of things. Uh, we've probably put I don't know quite a few rounds down this in in mm -hmm. all three configurations, and I've had no issues at all. Uh, I, I haven't had yeah. anybody get a hold of me on Instagram that is that have said anything regarding. Oh, you know, I don't. Oh, I, actually, I have. I've had a couple of guys ask me about triggers, and I don't know if it was because they. I don't know why, but I mean, when you and I say this on that YouTube video, but when you shoot a bench rest style group, better than bench rest group, even a hundred. How how can you even begin to? scrutinize yes how do you scrutinize yeah. a trigger when you can do that shit because that's gonna th be the first thing to throw you off is the trigger pull right when you're trying to do that and i had i don't there's nothing out of the ordinary about this trigger that other than it being straight and i'm not i yeah. don't i i don't have i don't i'm we jumped straight from a curved trigger that we have in our systems to this and boom nothing yep easy it's it's easy to squeeze yeah and you said fully adjustable. We'll mention that in the video. Yep. And everything's pretty much modifiable. I mean, you can acclimate this thing to, to your specific. That's the beauty of the system, really. I mean, you can set this gun up to do whatever it is you want. I mean, I right now, my, 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 barrel, my barrel of the day is my 6GT. Um, I built a 6GT barrel for mine, and I've been using it for 
I shot deer with it last year. I've been hunting rock chucks with it all summer long. Um, I, I mean, you you can you can set it up to run however it is you want to you want to do it. I mean, if you want to run short, which I think is ideal, I like short barrels. Um, it, it's it's just a perfect fit for whatever you want to make it. You know I mean, if you're going to go out, go ahead. Sorry. How long's the barrel on that GT? Uh, I I cut it at uh, twenty two, if I remember correctly. Like twenty two and a half, I think is where I cut it. So it just barely pokes out of the handguard a little bit. Wait a minute, no, I think I cut it at twenty four. I, I misspoke. I think I cut it at twenty four. I mean, either, either way, way, that's not that's not a short barrel when you're no, it's not it. a short barrel. But on this system, it is. Right, that's the beauty of it. And then one thing, one thing I didn't mention earlier when we were talking about the SRS, we also have the SRS Covert, uh, which is the short version of the SRS, completely identical in every way except it has a shorter handguard and you can run shorter barrels in it. So we have 16-inch uh, 308 barrels that you can run in that thing, and it's literally it's the same size as an MP5 with a stock collapse, uh, but you've got a 16-inch 308 that is easily, uh, I mean, it shoots, same thing, half MOA all day long. I mean, you can, I think I've shot mine out to like 1200 yards on a, on a, on a, uh, MOA and a half target at 1200 yards with a 16 inch 308. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. There's a gun you can hide in your backpack and, mm-hmm. Oh, whoops. I need to make a thousand yard shot. Here we go. Bang. You know I mean? It's, it's, an, it's, it's an impressive, uh, configuration as well. I love that. That's actually when I first bought my SRS, it was a, a 16 inch 308 and I shot, I shot the shit out of thing like that. Just the way it was. I loved it. Uh, but then I quickly migrated to, uh, more and more and more, you know, now I've got GTs and, uh, I've even got, I've got a 450 Bushmaster barrel for it. Oh, geez. Um, what yeah. Do you, what do you use I'll that for? Pigs in the head. <laughs> so get this 450 Bushmaster, 405 grain bullets <laughs> doing a thousand feet per second. Uh, it is so stupid quiet oh, that bet. when it hits it, when it hits a deer at a hundred yards, the bullet hitting the deer is way louder than the gun going off. It's it's pretty impressive. I believe it. And it wafts the shit out of a deer. That would be a good one for 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 depredation for sm- smashing does in the head. You know, culling deer exactly. out exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That would just put this. So that's so that's kind of what I mentioned on kind of how you how you said it on the video that we're gonna do with the three configurations that we have for our setup. We're close, mid, and long, or close, close to mid, mid to to LR, and then LR to ELR, and it and it and it doesn't just cover the bases for distances on steel so we have the 250 configuration which was what we wanted to use it for get get the fuel use it for for killing coyotes test it out and 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 a 400 yard shot with this is it's it's easy it's just you know it's 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 it's, it's literally it's nothing a 400 yard shot is a poke but when you have the right stuff it's not hard to do and so not hard at all we look at at this with a 250 from zero to 400 or from 50 to 400 and then for, for pretty much coyotes, I mean, granted, with what you, you could work your loads up to, you know, be a potential deer or antelope rifle. But if we're going to be doing that, we just swap it out to the 260, which exactly. is, then, then we'll go from, you know, 400 to 
1300 easy easy with exactly. the 2c and then then the 338s are elk killer that's the one where right. it, it doesn't just penetrate but it breaks bone and penetrates at and it right. carries a hell of a lot of energy a long way. So that's, you know, the way that I think that, I mean, the, the 338 doesn't even come out until you know you're going to be shooting over half a mile. Exactly. You know? Otherwise, so I like, shot. Yeah, go, go. I, I actually, I, I, 260 is one of my favorite barrels too. I've got a 260 barrel that I shot for years. And for a while, the longest kill I'd ever made was with that 260 barrel. I had a, I had a little dink deer walk out at a thousand and six yards and I was like, I'm going to kill that deer. And boom, I shot it, hammered it right through the lungs. It dropped to the ground and never moved. Yeah. Like it was, it was awesome. I was like, Holy cow, dude, I love this. I mean, it just, it just filled me with even more, you know, uh, more passion for this yeah. setup. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I knew exactly. I liked you earlier when you mentioned two sixty and not a six, five Creed more. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I have a two hey, five two, but, you, but just, got, you just don't use it. I was on the I was on the two sixty train way before the yeah the Creedmoor. Yeah, yeah, that's so as I shoot Creedmoor mainly out of necessity nowadays because it's just too easy to shoot six five Creedmoor, you know, over other things because it's just easy to get hands on with. You know, it's easy to find ammo for. It's easy to load for. It's easy to get brass for. I mean, yeah. not the two sixty is hard, but. Yeah. Hey, you should check your camera real quick. It's at you we're we're right at a half an hour since the last time you yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, you might want to just check it just to reset or it's still it's still going, but I'm gonna stop it and yeah. restart it yep, again. Yep, do it and then we'll kinda we'll got we'll do a little bit more BS and then close her down. Okay. All right, I'm rolling again. Yeah, well, what, I mean, if there's if there's anything else that you, I'm just, we'll, I, I hope to do a good job for you guys on the video. It's like I said, it's going to be a lot of information at the beginning. Just right. I don't I don't like watching myself or listening to myself talk. But when you have a <laughs> when you have a product like this and you, you your job is to to itemize it, you know, it's to it's to break it down and explain right. to guys why you're using it, how you use it. And then we're going to show you the whole thing, but there's, you know, we, there's probably a good 15 minutes of, of going over all of the features of the rifle, like we did on this podcast, but it's going to be visual. And then, you know, I'll do some, some, right. some B roll, you know, some video overlay of, of all the things to make it break up the monotony a little bit. And then we shoot and we go into the, the, the luckily I record well. Not luckily, it was it, we were going to do it. The three shot group at 110 yards, 100 meters, and they're all. I mean, like I said, the tightest group I've shot, and we've got all yeah. that. That's on there. That's ready to rock. And then I, I might reshoot the the 1300 yard stuff just because uh, it wasn't real steady through my phone in the spotter. So we might just get a little bit steadier setup for that, just so you can get a better visual of impacts. And then okay. and then we've got the shot at. I mean, a steady good shot at 2,200 on a 60, on a two-thirds size IPSEC target. That's what it is. It's a two-thirds human size IPSEC target. You can't see that shit when you went through the spotter. Yeah. But I filmed it all in 4K, so it it'll, it'll, it it looks, I mean, it looks good. You can see we used a little, a little the mub smoker. It's like a little, I don't yeah. know if you've seen those, and it, it helped. You could see it on when you, when you, when you actually review the footage, you can see hundred percent the hmm. impact That's ha awesome. yeah so we should have some pretty cool stuff man uh and then 
you know, this fall we'll get some coyote kills with it and show it in a couple videos during. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll have to come up and visit you guys. We'll go shoot some. Yeah. We were going to do this in person too. You know that, but but it's, it's not a big deal if you're filming it from that end and recording, we'll get you put on, get it. it Yeah. It'll be good. But yeah. Maybe I'll come up this fall and I'll bring an MDR and we can go coyote hunt with an MDR. Yeah. And, and that way you guys can play with that, see how you like it. Heck yeah. And, and, it, and it, it might accidentally get lost here somewhere. Yeah. The boating the boating accident. Boating accident. Boating accident. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I already had one of those this year. It's not fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's a kayaking accident, not a boating. You done, did you see that? Did you see that what happened on that? Yeah, well, I, you know I didn't see that one. Oh, you never? Happened, we went kayaking down just the BS, and we went kayaking down our river, and it was still full at the time. No, we this went, was at, at 3 night. in the morning. At, at night. night, yeah, with, with nods. Night vision. With, I, I was running some eight DTNVSs, and they're, they're clear, dude, cool as shit, because you're mm-hmm. floating down full moon, and you can see fireflies just lighting up in the night vision, and then mm-hmm. these guys were running a PVS-14 over one eye and then a, 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 a Rico Micro over the other eye, and... Uh, we were floating down. Well, there's water gaps, right? And the water gaps are where the fence, the, the petition fence lines go across oh, the river shit. in their barbed wire <laughs> fences. And I can see them good. I mean, I'm the first one that goes them, underneath. It wasn't the point. Yeah, it's, no shit. It's, it's the tipsiness. You, you know, you, stop. Yeah, yeah, you're going with the current. And I went underneath lucky, <laughs> pinked it. Well, you should you should have watched the Instagram story. John bailed. Well, Keith did too. Keith goes Keith I got Keith, Keith didn't do shit. There's no, Keith, there's no proof that I did anything. Keith goes underneath the fence and fucking goes under the water and prove I it. start laughing. Prove and it. I'm paddling up river laughing my ass off for fifteen minutes and then Keith goes through and records my ass and I eat shit, so there's evidence of it happening to me. Got a brand new Colt Colt yeah, commando yeah. at the bottom of the river. But it's it's we, oh. we, no, Oh, he got it. He got oh, yeah, it. He I, got I, it. I buried, oh, John buried that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then that right off the bat, I get a message from I Ray and they're like, Hey, it looks like that helmet went under the water. You better be careful with our stuff. And I'm like, and they, it was, they were laughing. I'm like, dude, it never, it never went under. It did though. It's all IPX 68 rated anyways. Anyway, that's the story of the, the potential, uh, boat accident, boat accident that could happen if you bring one of those. MDS. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you bring an HTI to that, would probably get lost in a boating accident as well. Yeah, well, I, I better can, leave. If those I come up there, might as well bring them all. If, yeah, ha, where do you get your Where do you boat. get your rounds for those for that those HTIs? Do you buy prefab so, rounds, or do you do you load some up there? We actually have our own ammunition company called Desert Tech Munitions, so we make our own ammo as well. So we make four hundred eight, three seventy five, and fifty, um, as well as. 308, 65 Creedmoor, and 338 Papua. What are you using for, for projectiles in your big bores? Are they monolithics? Yeah, the the 375 is a cutting-edge bullet, and the 408 is a Lehigh. Okay. They're both monolithics. I got you. And uh, what's it? What's it? You probably don't know off the top of your head a price of a buy. Are they coming 20, 20 rounds in a box? Uh, the big ones come in 10-round boxes, and they are outrageous right yeah. now. They're like... I want to say it used to be a hundred bucks a box. Now it's like 150 or 180. Oh, bucks. Wow. $15. So, a yeah. Shot. Yeah. Yep. You, you better get yep. reloading on that shit. Just, just reload. Yeah. It's, it's expensive as shit to buy that stuff. It's no different than anything else though. Yeah. That's no, nope, everything's getting crazy. Yep. No, that'd be cool. Just to, just to, I might get a few. I'm not, I've always wanted to get a big, big bore, not bigger than the 338 Norma and just crush that shit. Just, <clears throat> just do something a long ways away further. 2000 yep. it's hard it's hard to understand the concept of that distance 
until you're yep. sitting there watching. But I mean, gosh, guys shooting three miles and shit. That's a, you, you got to have yeah, the right equipment. You got to have the right equipment though. You got to have the cant. You got to have the optic. A lot of those guys have a lot of shit. They got it. They, they're running those, uh, yep. those TACCOM, uh, yep. They're using that TACCOM reflector thing. Yep. Those prisms that you set those. Yep, yep. Yep. I was looking at those. You know what's those. funny? I, I actually, I actually thought of that uh, like years ago. Sure I'm sure it was did. well after that. No, I'm serious. Well, <laughs> after, I didn't even know kidding. they existed. I, I didn't even know they existed. I thought about it. I was like, you know, what if you just made like a thing that optically offset your scope or whatever? And then, and then like years later, I saw theirs. I was like, oh shit, they already did it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Could well, have been a, it's a brilliant idea though. Oh yeah. That's it's a awesome. Brilliant idea. I was running a quick story. I was running, uh, I'm running a Trimble Nomad. You're familiar with all that shit. And then I'm running, uh, the field firing solutions, Delta. I was running Delta four. And now I'm on Delta five, but anyway, Blaine Fields with Lex Talis Corp is it was the guy that would I would be in contact for. He he would give me free updates, and I'm trying to get a hold of him again because I know they've got a newer version. Anyway, we were talking. It was probably ten years ago on Sniper Side, and it was about the time that Canadian sniper killed that dude. At how far was that? Two miles or something? About two miles. Yeah. Yeah. And Rob Furlong. Yeah, yeah. It was it was however long ago that was. We were talking about that shit, and I'm like, he's like, I I want to say that he said he was using his ballistics program. Maybe I don't remember. Anyway, I'm like, how in the hell? There's no way. Though you you there's no way those guys have a, a a canted rail and an optic that can peg that shit out that far. And he's like, no, you know what they're doing? They're using a prism. And this was before, you know, TAC HQ or TACCOM or whatever whatever. I, right. I follow him on Instagram. Any of that shit came out, and I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, you put it at the end of your scope and it basically doubles the adjustable usage of your reticle inside. You know, you right. can, you, and I'm like, oh, there I go. That makes sense then. That's how they're doing. He's yeah. Like, yeah, that's what they're doing. It's just an optical, like, yeah. the MOA offset yep. or something. Yep. Cool as shit. Pretty cool idea. Yeah. Awesome. Functional, cool. man. Functional. And then and they got those little flip ups that you can put on, like, in front of a, uh, yep. a LPVO. And and, yep. and and flick it up and it, it turns your hundred yards zero to four hundred right now instead of yep. having to hold that's, just, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, little things like that. I mean, couldn't yeah, that's it is. It's just it's it's interesting, cool shit. Those guys might be cool to get on for a podcast too. It would be. But anyway be interesting just to listen. Yeah, exactly. I don't just, think I'd understand any of it. It would be cool. It, <laughs> they they would they would they would make you understand it. A lot of guys probably don't have a clue, didn't understand the whole concept of, of these rifles till you 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 know break shit down and explain to them. Right. Once you explain it a little bit better, it helps. Yeah. It helps figure out a lot of the, the details that you didn't understand. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, this is cool. I mean, we I, I, I appreciate working with you. Like I said, man, I didn't know that's that's even more cool to me that you your 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 username's Cold Bore Miracle. I, I like I said, I've been looking at your <laughs> shit for a long time and I didn't know it till just the first five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> and I, I liked your pictures all the time, man. You got the watermark, the cool watermark, and everything. It's, I, it's, yeah. cool. you do some cool shit, awesome. And like, yeah, I, you know that uh, my 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 logo that you see that on that watermark, yeah, that's yeah. actually a that's actually a Sierra one eighty three Match King. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, is that what you? Yeah, so so is that what you use on Audi? Is that what you do for your three hundred eight? Uh, no. So the that's a seven mm. I've I've got a seven Psalm barrel in my srs i got you uh and i shoot that 183 match king and that that thing has been so unbelievably uh i mean it it's it shoots so flat it's unreal i mean it shoots those 183 match kings at 30 50 uh out of the muzzle 
And they, those things hold on to the energy and velocity so well. Those things are extremely well designed. But man, I hammered, I hammered a cow elk at 970 yards with that thing and just punched right through. She stumbled down the hill a little ways and tipped over. But man, I, I love, I love that 1-H3 match king out of the 7MMs. It's, it's, it's mean. I was wondering, I, I noticed that, that design of your watermark, but I wasn't, when you were talking about the, your, your, using that covert with your 308, are you, were you running yeah. 175 SMKs when you're yeah. done? Yeah. Kind that's all standard. I ever see that 308. Same, same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Just the standard. That's exactly. Nope. I'm not familiar yeah. with the seven millimeter pro Joe. We just, I don't do a whole lot of seven, but that sounds like if you're yeah. running at 3000, that's a freaking hammer, dude. Oh, it's mean. It's absolutely mean. I love it. It's a killer machine. I've shot, I've shot a lot of stuff with that seven song, but I'm, I'm putting together a seven PRC for my little brother right now. So, we're going to try some other stuff as well and see how that do, that does. Because I've got a bunch of 197 Match Kings left over too. In your in uh, your in your PRC, are you going to use Rotumbo or H1000 or what? Do you re- uh, I'm assuming you I, reload for all your stuff, probably. Yeah, I'm probably going to do N. Uh, what is it? 570, I think. Yep. The Vitabori. Yep, that's what I, I use for my three thir- for my 338 N570. The only thing you can get right now, anyways, since Rotumbo and H1000 are gone, so. Yeah, I got how much else you can use. I Vitavori was short too, man. I mean, I got really. I oh, well, three, three years, years ago. ago. Yeah, three I years. got oh. I got I got fourteen pounds of it, and it was on order for probably two years. But this was like four years ago, and then it just came up, and they they called me and asked if I still want. It. I'm like, yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> Send it, it all. Yeah, yeah. It, that shit burns black. I mean, it burns black, but I don't. It it's a it's a hell of a powder. It's a freaking good yeah. powder for those. I bet you'll. I've actually never used it until this project, so I'm kind of excited to see how it how it does. Yeah, dude, I, that's but. all I've ever used out of my 338 Norma mags is that just Vitavorian 570. I, I did a whole bunch of research on Sniper's Hide, tried some RLs, uh, and and it, it just Vitavori was just it. It's 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 the unicorn dust, man. That's that's a that's what it, it's like. Varkin, yeah. you know, it's like it just shit works. Yep. But exactly. No, cool, dude. I'm shot. Yeah, go, yeah, Sorry. yeah. No, go, go, go. No, I was just gonna say the 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 Reloader Twenty Six is good stuff too. That's what I um, tried. That's, Joe swears by that stuff. Yeah, yeah I shot it. I, I've got a little a little Wildcat that I put together a couple years ago, a two fifty seven Blackjack, um, that uses the new Blackjack one thirty one Ace bullet. But they've they're basically they, they they're they, they're not they're not making bullets anymore because they were having Sierra make them. But you could still shoot the Burger. Burger makes a good. 133 and a 135 bullet for it as well. But what is it? It's a 250. Black, what is it? Okay, what caliber is it? It's a 257 blackjack. So it's 25 caliber. It is a, it, you take a, you take a six, five Psalm case, you shorten it, neck it down. It fits. It runs out of just regular AI magazines, but this little thing shoots my, my 131s shoot at 3,200 feet per second. And it has a 340 BC on it. So it stays supersonic to about 2,000 yards. Oh, wow. Which is unbelievable out of a short action. And uh, I I have been absolutely amazed with how that thing shoots. It it runs, I want to say it's 4.7 mils at 1,000 yards. Holy shit. I mean, just flat as shit, Oh, my gosh. So the... Yeah, yeah, go it's it's got like twelve hundred pounds of energy at a thousand yards still too, oh, which is pretty impressive. 
the are, are so when you when you gas that up, are you just necking down the psalm and that's it? Yeah, or is there no, other? it's no, no. You can do it. There's 25 psalm, which is just a neck down six five, but the blackjack is actually shorter, so they shorten you shorten the case a little bit, and then then neck it then neck it down. It's a it's a mess. It's so, it's one of those wildcats uh, yeah. that you don't recommend. Yep. Um, Unless you because like it's so much wish, work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if I was doing it again, I might just do a, a 25 SOM instead, but it is unbelievable. It's a sweet little cartridge, and I've been trying been trying to kill an elk with it for two years now, but I haven't gotten a shot yet, so I've been doing doing uh, other things. But, man, it is, it's a sweet little cartridge. But that, that Reloader 26 was the ticket. I tried I don't know how many different powders, and I could not get that thing to get up to speed without bad pressure spikes until I tried that reload at 26. So that 26 is another unicorn dust. Like That's you what say. Joe says about like with the seven millimeter, he uses that 26 and he gets, says he gets a lot more velocity than with most of. Yeah. Models. That's what I did. I was going with, with when I was loading for my blackjack, I was literally loading like, uh, I was only getting like 30, like 30, 50 or almost 3,100 and Blowing about to up. pop primers. Yeah. yeah. About to blow out primers. And then I switched to, to, to reloader 26 and I was like 3270 on the, on like the second powder charge I threw and no pressures, no bad pressure signs. Sure just flat primer. So like, well, I was like, fuck, I'll just leave right yeah. there. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, were you, were you having accuracy issues at all, but till, till you got up to that point or was it, were you, were no, you, no, were, it was, it was shooting. Okay. Accuracy wise, but it was just so much pressure. And, and the whole idea was I wanted like 3,200 at minimum. Yep. Uh, so I, so I was like, if I'm just going to shoot, if I'm going to shoot 30, 50, I, I might as well shoot something else. Yeah. You know, does it? Yeah. Cause I have a 25 yeah. Creedmoor too, that I built, um, that I shoot the same bullets out of. And that thing is also an amazing little cartridge. I actually, the farthest kill I ever made was with that 25 Creedmoor. If you can believe it. Well, uh, on a deer or what? On a deer. Yeah. So me and my dad were up deer hunting and my dad hit a deer uh, at 900 and, uh, it was, he hit it and it looked like a good hit cause it, it went, uh, through his brisket, but I think it wasn't deep enough into the, into the chest to do significant enough, significant damage. And, uh, this deer was walking away, hobbling off after, after the, the rest of the deer. And I w I wanted to, I was trying to have my dad put this thing down. Cause I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, Nobody likes to clean up somebody else's mess, right? You know, you want to let him do the job. Yep. And uh, so he, his, uh, my dad's getting pretty old, so his eyes aren't what they used to be. And so he was having a heck of a time just making out the deer. And he told me, said, he, uh, uh, you know, I finally, finally got to a spot where he could see the deer. And I said, you got him. He's like, I can see him, but I can't, I can't make out antlers. So I don't want, he's like, I'm, I'm nervous that I'm looking at the wrong deer right here. And there was a bunch of does. So I said, would you want me to take a poke at it? He's like, if you want to go for it. And I closed my bolt and I had, I'd already doped my rifle for it. I closed the bolt, put it on that. He was standing pointing straight at us. He was head on at this point. And I squoze that trigger and watched that bullet fly up there. And it punched him right between the right, right in the front of his chest, went all the way through and popped out behind his his, opposite rib cage at the back and he jumped ran forward about 10 feet and tipped over and i got off my gun and looked at my dad and he looked at me and i was like 
I think I got him. He's like, I think you did. And I was like, holy shit, dude. And I, and I hit it with the range finder again, just to make sure it was like 1120 yards. And wow. I fucking cold board, I cold board that thing. I was like, holy shit. That was fucking, that was luck. That's a, <laughs> really, that is. Yeah, that, that, well, you do, you luck. luck, luck. I mean, luck, the only luck. luck that you had involved in that was maybe the wind didn't gust. That's about it, you know? Yeah, you, you gotta probably. Have, you got to know how to do that shit, period, when you're doing that. Yeah. That's cool, dude. Exactly. Is that where, is that where your cold bore name mm-hmm. came from? Uh, you know, it's funny story. That's actually, that's not that story, but another story similar to it. But yeah, me and, uh, me and my best friend took one of his friends shooting one time. And how long ago was this? And, uh, 20, oh shit. 30, this was, 20, 20, yeah, this was 20 years ago at least. And, uh, we took him shooting and he'd never been long range shooting before. And we were hitting, we were hitting the shit at like 800 yards and he's, and, uh, and my buddy said, whoa, dude, that was, you hit that thing cold bore. And I was like, yeah, that was awesome. And, and, and his buddy says, dude, that was a cold bore miracle. And I literally like my jaw dropped. And I looked at him and was like, okay. oh, fuck, I'm, I'm stealing that. Yeah, that's what I'm using. <laughs> that's cool, dude. And that's where it came from. Yeah, that's but, awesome. Anyhow, that's awesome, dude. Well, I mean, we, we went through a lot of good shit. That was a good one. There's a lot of information. Yeah, I think cool. we got everything cool product line you got the we got i'll just get your video overlay and i think if if anything i think the part that we probably missed was when i was talking about the mdr so that's not i i mean i don't know that that's a huge deal or not but yeah i'll be able to i'll be able to uh to over overlay is your your audio is all your audio coming from your camera that you're recording to yeah yeah that's fine that's fine all i can put this this is coming through loud you're, I've got oh, you. Okay. You're lifted up. You're good. If, if if there's ten minutes of that, it won't. It, it, to be honest, it's going to be on YouTube for you know they'll maybe get five thousand listens on there, and then uh, mm-hmm. the anchor platform. This is plenty good audio for me just to post it on my anchor just for audio. You know, just so guys can listen to it. You're you're coming through loud and clear on here with your phone. Okay. So we will use awesome. it for that. But your but your video and the other audio, we'll use that for the for the YouTube and, and then YouTube. I can, yep. And then I can render that out and send it to you too. You know, if you guys want to awesome. use it for whatever you want to do, if you want me to rip some edits cool. or do something different on it, we can. Awesome. So yeah, dude. Well, do you want to do, do you want to do like an outro or something? Is that how you usually do it? I, yep. Usually what I do is I just, if there's anything else that you want to talk to or talk about, let me know. And, and if not, then we just hang up and I okay. do a little bit of saying, you know, that's whatever. That's it. It's okay. just an ad lib deal and pretty easy, simple right. going thing. And hopefully we can grow the, 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 uh, podcast by having like guys like you, like I say, SME subject matter experts that know more about certain shit than I do. That's what we want to do. No, we don't want to pretend like right. we know all the shit. We want to have guys that know the shit. So that's our goal. Right. Okay. Yep. Right on. Well, yeah, dude, if there's, very good then. yeah, if you think that you hit everything good, and we'll touch base again before I put the, the 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 video up. This is, like I said, a precursor to it to give guys a little bit of incentive to watch and a little bit of information to let them know that there's going to be a video on, on YouTube shooting right on. the SRSM2 and going over details and the aspects, the applications, what you can do with them, different conf- all of the shit, you know, just what we talked about. Right. Show it in video. Okay. Right on. And anything else, Well, I else, guess dude? in the meantime. Yeah. Well, if, the, if, if, 
if anybody else, if they have any other questions, they can always go to yeah, any hit, of, get, get, tech social media. Yep. Do that. Do that. Do that one more time. Hit all your, your, uh, your plugs in for everything, whether okay. you, you, all your shit, your website, your, your, your personal, the businesses stuff, whatever you want, hit it up. Right on. So yeah, you guys can follow me at cold Board miracle everywhere, or you can go to my website. You can see me there. Uh, desert tech is deserttech.com real easy. Uh, it's desert tech on all the social media platforms. Some of it's desert underscore tech, but like Instagram, Facebook, uh, we're on TikTok and truth, all these other places as well. Twitter. So you can find out more information about desert tech there, or you can go straight to our website. Uh, we'll answer questions. We're pretty interactive with most of our social media. So, we like to answer questions and interact with customers. So feel free to comment on any of our stuff. We're always happy to strike up conversation. But uh, yeah, any questions on the products, you can find information on our website or on our social media. Uh, you can always hit me up whenever you want. You can find me anywhere on the internet, I guess. So Cool. Well, one, one last question. Uh, What's that? On your, on your rifles, like the one I'm looking at right here, the SRS M2 that's two-tone, so it's got like a flat dark earth uh, poly chassis part yes. and then the other portion that's uh, machined aluminum or machined alloy is yes. is black when you guys do yes. that from the factory in say a guy wanted a monolithic color a, a straight up all all tan would yes. that is do you anodize that or is it seracoded then it's anodized and seracoded so the one that i've got in front of me right here is all fde so you can actually get uh our the srs comes in either all fde two-tone black tan or all black. Okay. Uh, we even did a couple runs of, of green. Um, and who knows, we might do it again in the future sometime, but there, there, there are a handful of green M2s floating around out there. OD, OD so, green. OD green. Yep. So the, so you, so you what you're saying is if this one came from the factory, all tan, the tan, it would be anodized black and then Cerakoted over tan. No, uh, it would be anodized uh, tan and then Cerakoted tan on top of it. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. I'm just curious. So all of them, yeah, all of them, all of them get anodized and then Cerakoted whatever color they're going to be. All right, cool. Cool. So, I like the two tone. I mean, it's, I, I like, I do too. I, I like the two tone. It's just, you know, the, I actually, I swapped out the skins on mine. So mine's black with green skins. Yours is black with tan skins, but they're still basically the same thing. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Well, cool, man. I appreciate it. I, it's awesome working with you guys. Uh, you know, thanks a lot. We appreciate the opportunity. And then uh, it's just, it's, it's always a pleasure. It's humbling for us to, to, you know, be able to work with all sorts of different people like this and then get you on and talk and give your guys well, we experiences. Like, we like, we, we like, uh, I mean, one thing about us here at Desert Tech is we, I mean, we're, we're gun people. Um, I mean, my boss is the CEO of the company. I mean, you know, he might not be at work one day and then show up at three o'clock in the afternoon covered in dirt with his, you know, hiking boots on and throws his dusty gun on the floor of his office. Cause he's been out shooting all day. Right. I mean, that's, that's the kind of people we are. We, we like shooting, we like hunting, we like everything involved with the firearms world. So we don't, we don't take it lightly, I guess you could say. Nope. That's cool. That's who, that's who we want to be talking to for sure. 
So well, and that's why I thought you guys would be a perfect, a perfect, a perfect match, right? Because like that's that's what you guys do too. Yeah, heck yeah, man. We'll we'll hammer the we'll hammer the hell out of it. We're gonna we're gonna stack up some bodies. That's for sure. It'll be <laughs> it'll be interesting to. It's gonna be really hard for me not to put a thermal on this for a lot of the stuff in the wintertime, To tell you the truth, I mean, what we will yeah. we'll get a bunch of stuff. Get a bunch of content for you one way or the other and we'll just keep in touch on stuff for sure and right on. yeah we'll have well, to I look forward to it yeah well exactly yeah likewise and then we'll have to just keep in touch meet up sometime and and uh yeah go from sure. there awesome man well i appreciate it and and once again those of you guys that were listening uh the guest was jeff wood aka cold bore miracle on all of the social media platforms that he's on Instagram. That's what you go by on Sniper's Hide. Uh, you, it's yep. it's coldboremiracle.com. Yep. For your website. That's easy enough to remember. Yep. Cool, cool tagline, dude. Pretty That's easy. an easy one. Easy one. But yep. But anyway, awesome, dude. We appreciate it. And with that said, if if there's nothing else, we'll let you roll. We've been at it for an hour and forty five minutes. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. And I look forward to seeing you guys uh, in the next one. Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to touch base, get 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 meet each other sometime for sure. If not at if not sooner at Shot Show or something, I think we're gonna go for this sure. Year. Right on. Cool, man. Well, you All take right, yep. You take care, and uh, we'll be in touch. Sounds good. We'll talk to you guys later. Yep. Later, brother. See you, John and Keith. We'll yeah, see you guys later. Talk to you, yep. Jeff. Later. Bye. That was cool. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a fucking bang. <laughs> a full one. Okay. I got a case from bros the other day. Fucking A, right? You did. Hey, you guys should uh uh you guys should um do some talking real quick while while uh while I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna go Instagram live and just tell guys what's up. Dude, that's seriously pretty badass that uh there was like that he was 50 some people on there. I know. I'm going to, I'm going to just go, I'll, I'll just, it, it was a good, it was, that was a good podcast. Yeah. I'm just going to, uh, turn dude, my mic up a little bit. Do story. That's wicked. Dude, your mic's piped up. Your, your, your mic's volume over here. Oh, my headphones. There you go. Way good. Okay. Yeah. Say something, say something about it. I'm going to, I'll go Instagram live real quick. Let's set it up here. Actually, you, I'm not even gun you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't do it now. Be, I was just be gonna like, do it and just tell guys like, what what's the up. Fuck is going on? Just do that on your story, you them. fucker. Done. Enough said. Uh, Had too much of that shit. Fucking coffee, O'Neill. Yeah, fuck. Did he dump grounds <laughs> in it? No, that's not grounds, dude. Yeah, that's not. Shake it up. It's something else. That's that's <laughs> some fucking me. crank cocaine. Green though, yeah. Look at you. I'd probably do coke. <laughs> Are you still recording? Yeah, it's podcast. Nobody's recording. gonna. Sit. Oh, fuck. dude, that was hunting season. Fuck, fuck I'm not you. gonna go to sleep. Fucking doing I'm not that gonna shit. go to sleep in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, Wait, I wouldn't do that. Would you? Uh, nope. I'm not gonna say that I would. <laughs> I probably no. would, but I'm not gonna I say know. it on a podcast. I know. <laughs> I know John would. Is it for real still on? Yeah, dude, it's oh, hot. Yeah. We're going no. See, red? Coffee, dude. That's all I, I need. Is that's fucking. <laughs> Holy fuck, I'm bad enough the way it is. I'm shaking I'm from my coffee. You fucking sleep, dude. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I'm fucking shaking, all right? It took me three minutes, and I was fucking. Dude, I had. 
In the last two hours, I had a ghost and then a bang for this podcast. That's 500 milligrams of caffeine I would plus die. coffee. I would fucking die. In like the last... I haven't had a bang for so long. Three hours. I'd die. Oh, they're so good though. Fuck that. I know. That one right there was good. I oh. had a little bit of it. Yeah. That's not even your flavor, dude. Black cherry vanilla. I Ooh, know. You think you'd take one sip of those. You wouldn't. You'd drink the whole fucking thing. Yeah, fuck that. All right, just so these guys know what's going on, we did a a podcast live with well, we started to with Desert Tech. Well, yeah, we we did it. We actually did the podcast live, but we were going to do it on Instagram, and we didn't because I, I don't. If you guys know how, send me a DM. I don't know how to do a podcast live with two people that are in different locations while streaming through your phone and talking on your phone. We couldn't do that. So that's why we, we, I could talk to him and we went live, but I lost my audio on Instagram live. So that's why we didn't, we had like 70 people that, that were interested. Yeah. We so fucking, yeah. it's not going to be much here. We're not, I, I just wanted to tell you guys what was up. We did a, a, a podcast with desert tech. We're going to post the anger, the video or the, the audio up on my anchor platform, probably tonight or tomorrow. And then we have a YouTube video of this guy right here, this wicked rifle, the SRS M2. I thought he was pointing at you. Going hot, hopefully next week. I just got to shoot a little bit more B-roll for it. And then we also have a podcast going hot probably Saturday with uh, um, Cal Taylor. That yeah. guy is a kill, kill a coyote-killing fucker. He just murders coyotes. Oh, this guy goes, it's simple. You just have to have a person to join the live while y'all are on. But we tried. And there was no audio. No, we're good. No, no, we're good. We're good. All right, guys, we're out. We're going to be, we're going to, we're quitting. No, no, we're out. We're going to be done. That's, that's it. Because I'm still recording for podcast. So guys, that's what's, hey, do you guys want us to go, do you guys want us to go uh, alive more often and just bullshit with you guys and, and, and talk to you about, Oh, that's funny. Talk to, uh, oh, you're going to do the, look like I'm, if you guys are interested, we will, we can do, we can do, uh, uh, Instagram lives if we get 50 or so guys at a time. Yeah. Little do you guys know James is sitting here in his beater and no pants. No, we're just wearing shorts. Prove it. No. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's how we're doing it. Yeah, dude. All right. All right. You killed it. Good. All right. All right, we're out. Actually, you should have left we're that out, on because you got to do the O'Neill Ops out intro, extra, outro, right? Yep. Go live more often. We will. I just don't want to got to keep you guys on your toes, you know, keep you on your toes. We do it too much too often. You know, you guys will get fucking numb to the fact. Is that one on too? Which, I mean, it don't matter. It don't matter. Nah. It don't matter. Yeah, that's all right. That's good. Yeah, dude. Well, maybe we'll maybe as soon as I get done with this outro, we'll go. I'll go in. I'll keep Instagram live for a little bit since we have like thirty people on there yeah, right except now. You know what we should do is really go for a freaking. Yeah, bank maybe cruise. we'll do that. We might just go for a little bank cruise. Anyway, once again, guys, this has been uh, an O'Neill Ops podcast with Jeff Wood at Desert Tech. We'll be doing a YouTube video on the SRSM2 that should be uploaded hopefully next week. 
and uh, we've got a, a, a bunch of videos in the works. So hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, we are out. Dude, check out these Glock base plates. I fucking want. Dude, don't get don't get too. Oh, I thought you couldn't hear it. I no, thought you, 